truth is, I am Iron Man. Lieutenant Dan! Inconceivable! I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to Flicks and Clicks. My name is Micah and I'm joined by Keelan. Hello. Do we need to get come up with a different intro? We say the same thing every time, or at least I do. And you go, hello and welcome. And I'm like, welcome to Flicks and Clicks. You know, we just say the yeah. same thing every time. Maybe we should maybe we should spice it up a little bit. Spice it up. What uh Hi. This is no. Um Welcome to uh, what? Hi, hi ho, cheerio. What? <laughs> do do well? Mm, do you like movies and games? Do you do you game and movie watch? Yeah, I do. Then this is the show for you. It's called. What's it called? Flicks and clicks. When I say flicks, you say and clicks. Flicks <laughs> and clicks. <laughs> That's the winner right there. That's what we'll there do. Is. That's the one. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Flicks and Clicks. Today, Keelan and I are going to do a, a good old-fashioned movie review with The Suicide Squad. That, yes. Not to be confused with Suicide Squad, which has four of the same characters as that one. Or five. Four or five of the same characters. But this isn't that. This is different. This is new. Yay! Mm-hmm. Woo woo hoo! <laughs> so, did you see it in the theater? Did were you by yourself, Keelan? Did you see it at home? Because it is it is in theaters and on HBO Max right now. I was alone, and I saw it at home on HBO Max, which I'm thankful for, um, because it's one of those movies that I probably wouldn't have paid to see. I know I, the reviews were good and everything, um, but I just was not a. F- I haven't been a fan of any of the DC stuff, so I wasn't like super stoked for it. But yeah, I'm with you. Um, did you see the other Suicide Squad? I almost said the original, but it's <laughs> it's not like a remake. It's like a continuation, but they don't talk about it at yeah. all. I did. I saw that one in theaters. I actually saw that one on a date, and it was what a bummer that was. the date of the movie or both both because of the movie yikes um but yeah that the the originals the original i just did the same thing uh (laughs) that suicide squad the one that came out in what 2016 yeah um that was it wasn't like it was an outrageously bad movie or anything but like it was the most just neutral movie experience that i've had in a while where i just kind of we sat there and we watched it and there was no moments where we were like oh wow this is awesome or oh this is really bad it was just we kind of just sat there for two hours and we're like okay and we got up and left (laughs) yeah so i watched the preview for the 2016 one Mm -hmm. oh just so you know if you can hear the air conditioner in my house the little humming if you're listening to this Deal with it because it's really warm in my house and I just got home and it was like 90 <laughs> degrees. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to record this in the blistering heat. So if you can hear the air conditioner, um, just pretend that it's also cold air blowing on your face and then you won't mind it. Yes. Yes. That being said, um, I just watched the preview for the 2016 Suicide Squad movie. And the preview for that movie is phenomenal. It is such a good movie preview. Makes you so excited. And the movie was terrible. <laughs> so I wonder if some of that is the director of the other one, or if that was Warner Brothers, or I don't really know. There is a campaign going on right now about, I think the director of the first one was David Ayer, I believe. David um, Ayers, yeah. And they're like, release the Ayers cut and all this jazz because of the Snyder stuff, and he's behind it and everything, and... Did you see the Snyder cut of the Justice League? I tried. I got <laughs> I got maybe a, an hour in within two or three days, and I there was no way that was sustainable, so I <laughs> stopped. <laughs> yeah, I watched the uh, the Justice League that came out in theater. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Snyder, but Warner Brothers cut essentially, um, and I wasn't. You know, it was fine. 
I, I was expecting it to be 100% terrible. And so because of those expectations, I was like, okay, yeah, this was still sort of kind of fun. Not mm-hmm. even close to like the worst Marvel movie, but you know, still okay-ish. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't want to be like back and forth talking about Marvel versus DC because it just, you know, you, you just don't have to anymore, you know, because it's not a competition. Marvel wins. That's just the way it is. Yeah. They've just did it better. And so... Yeah, so we you know, we'll we'll try not to talk more about the MCU for the remainder of this episode, but it'll be hard because the director of the Suicide Squad is James Gunn, who also directed um Guardians of the Galaxy one and two. So maybe we'll reference that a little bit, but not more than that. So don't worry. We're not gonna just harp on DC the whole time. We're just sort of sharing some backstory. So this isn't gonna be harp on The Last Jedi again. <laughs> so don't worry about it don't worry about it so keelan the suicide squad yes i have a question for you okay why in the world was this movie made uh well i mean it i think it started with james gunn being fired from disney and marvel um and i believe the what happened was uh dc said hey you can come to us and make whatever movie you want. And there was a couple different people pitching different things to him, uh, different, I think a Superman movie was pitched to him. Um, and then he wanted to do some, a suicide squad movie, which makes sense. I mean, uh, he's with Marvel, at least I haven't watched any of his other stuff. I don't think, but you know, he's, he's pretty good with that ragtag team, uh, rock and roll type of, uh, superhero movie. Um, so I think it's natural that he, uh, gravitated towards Suicide Squad. So it was weird hearing that because, uh, you know, it was like, well, the first one sucked and they're already making like a Birds of Prey spinoff Suicide Squad type thing. Um, and so it seemed like a lot that they were like rehashing with a movie that did not perform well. And uh, But I think they were putting their money on James Gunn, not the the name of the Suicide Squad or the characters or anything. It was more... So you didn't get to see Super, um, no. James Gunn's movie. It's uh, Rain Wilson and um, Ellen Page, or uh, now Elliot Page. Rain Super. Wilson and, and Elliot Page. It's called Super. I thought it was directed by the guy who did Baby Driver, Edgar Wright. I thought it was directed by Edgar Wright when I saw it, Super. But Super is actually directed by James Gunn. It's um, it Rain Wilson. He plays like this terrible anti-hero guy <laughs> trying to think and he looks like this oh man yeah i don't think I've, i don't remember anything really about that. okay yeah. well you should watch it it wasn't that bad it was pretty funny okay but it's definitely in the same like genre and realm sort of as, as the suicide squad um and so yeah so he james gunn mostly does like like he's done there's another movie back in like 06 I think Slither which I never saw. I mean okay. I was 11 when it came out so <laughs> I guess that's a good reason not to see a horror movie when you're 11. That's rated R. But um yeah, I didn't see that but I've heard like you know James Gunn when he gets to do his own thing mm-hmm. is, you know, a, a little unhinged at times. And yeah. so I'm sure we'll talk about like what's better James Gunn who gets all the royalties and does whatever he wants with a superhero movie or James Gunn who has to deal with, um, Marvel cinematic universe, uh, changing, you know, certain liberties of his or, or Mm -hmm. restraining those liberties, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll talk a little bit about that later, but yeah. Why was this movie made? I don't really know. I'm this. So suicide squad that came out in 2016, it, it it like made okay money actually. It didn't completely tank, even though the movie's not good. Like it didn't completely tank. People still went went out and saw it. And I personally think that has a lot to do just with like Will Smith and Margot Robbie being in it. Like stars, they'll just go for it. And yeah. everyone wanted to see Jared Leto as the Joker. And um it just ended up that most of his scenes were on the cutting room floor by the time it came out. And so who knows, maybe there will be a fat 
four-hour cut of this movie by David Ayers, <laughs> <laughs> of, of Suicide Squad from 2016 by David Ayers that will be on HBO Max that we only get one hour through. Who knows? <laughs> Could happen. Um, I I just have a hard time with this. Like, with well, like just the, the why is it even made? And, mm-hmm. and then why is... Oh, what's that guy's name? Why is Joel Kinnaman and Margot Robbie and, or I guess why are, and why Viola Davis, why are they still in it? Why, you know, is it a continuation? Is it not? That was never really spoken of. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's just Warner Brothers kind of being like, okay, yeah, we know the first one sucked. Here's another one. But they didn't like make light of it. They weren't like, haha, yeah, we screwed it up, but here's another one. They were kind of just like, I hope everyone forgets about that. But then they, I hope they don't because Margot Robbie's the same character again. So yeah. I was just kind of confused with that overall. Um, yeah, I. it's definitely a, a sequel that can stand on its own. Um, I don't remember anything really about the the first Suicide Squad, and I imagine if I never watched it i would have the exact same feelings about this movie that i do now um it's very much a standalone thing um you know i think uh suicide squad 2016 birds of prey uh a year or two ago and this are all they're all in the same universe they're all uh not necessarily continuations of the same story but i think in this movie birds of prey and suicide squad have happened Sure, in the timeline, I guess, or whatever. But and and at this point, I guess D, the DCEU isn't concerned with the timeline because mm-hmm. I feel like at this point they're just like, eh, whatever, because they're rebooting Batman again. Yep, you know, and so it's like you know, I guess they're just kind of throwing them away, and they're just kind of like, you know what, let's just try to make a movie here and there, and not try to do the whole Marvel thing, which I'm fine with. Yeah, to be honest, like don't try to do the Marvel thing where you make all this the whole timeline line up it just didn't work and so and i guess they finally realized that and so then we get this movie so that being said keelan what were your initial impressions of the movie did you like it did you hate it would you recommend it all that good stuff uh i liked it i was um i kind of watched it on a whim it was i think it was on saturday or sunday um in the afternoon and i didn't have anything to do really it was on saturday and um I was like, oh, I remember this is on HBO Max, and so I turned it on, and I was thinking that I might watch the first 20 minutes or something. Um, and it's not that it necessarily like hooked me to the point where I was at the edge of my seat or anything, but it kept me engaged enough to to watch the whole two-hour movie. Um, I thought it was... Uh, there were some good jokes in it, and I thought that it had a surprising amount of uh, like emotional bits. Not like heart-wrenching or anything but parts that kind of appealed to a more the more like human side of these characters um and i really well yeah that might get into spoilers so we'll talk about other things later but (laughs) yeah i i liked it would i recommend it uh yes i think so um it is uh like you alluded to uh it's james gunn being allowed to do whatever he wants and so it's there are some shocking moments to it um and it is a rated r movie and i'll leave it at that but uh yeah i would probably recommend it if you have some time to kill yeah i have similar reactions to you um i enjoyed it a lot more than i did the first suicide squad movie the first suicide squad i guess you could call it the first one okay suicide squad from 2016 um was very just forgettable i just don't really remember anything i just remember will smith kind of stealing the show it was like, okay, well, Will Smith is still pretty good, but everything else was just not great. Even the things that they had Margot Robbie do as Harley Quinn were boring and mm-hmm. not super great. Um, but this movie, they really turned it around. Um, Harley Quinn had uh, great lines, great great things to do in this movie. Um, and I think in this one, she plays... A, Harley Quinn is never supposed to be like the main character of like a bigger movie like this. And so because, because she isn't in this movie, Idris Elba is kind of the main guy um, Mm -hmm. for most of it. Um, And I think that works really well. And so I, I was happy with, with the dynamic 
of all of the people way more than than previous i guess dc movies um and so i, I you know i was pretty happy with it like you said it, it is rated r so there was a lot of just crazy i, I mean that's what suicide squad is i don't know mm-hmm. i haven't read the comics but i know that they are it's just like you throw in these random disgusting looking or ridiculously stupid heroes who aren't really heroes, just like people who have powers Yeah, and you just throw them in and kill off 75 to 80% of them. And that's the movie. Yeah. (laughs) Really? And, and you know, the beginning kind of builds up to this big old uh, beach scene and you're kind of like thinking like, you know, all these people are going to die. I'm pretty sure. Except for, you know, Harley Quinn's on the beach. So you're like, you hope that doesn't happen because she's, you mm-hmm. know, a beloved character at this point. And so, yeah. So, I mean, Pete Davidson does what he does best in movies. <laughs> he jumps in and cameos for like 10 to 12 minutes of screen time or less mm-hmm. and does fantastic. And he's hilarious and memorable. And he does that in this. Um, and yeah, lots of other like that too. Um, Michael Rooker does the same. Nathan Fillin's in this thing for a little mm-hmm. bit. <laughs> he has the stupidest power. Yeah. Oh man. So yeah, I mean, there's just lots of uh, lots of fun in this one. Um, it's not like the greatest movie you've ever seen, um, and it has its moments. I will say too. I don't think that the the spectacle of the movie, like visually, mm-hmm. wasn't nearly as like jaw-dropping as i'd say guardians of the galaxy was um just because of how colorful and just how everything fits so well this one was a kind of like okay is it is it cool is it funny is it both i'm not really sure um but yeah i mean the things that this movie tried to do i feel like it 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 did pretty well and so i i would recommend it i think yeah to someone who enjoys comic books i would recommend it to someone who enjoys superhero movies if you've seen deadpool you'll enjoy this mm-hmm. it's not that raunchy but you will um and if you hated the first suicide squad movie you'll probably like this one that's that's what i think so yeah yeah i yeah when you bring up the color in like guardians of the galaxy versus this i th- i think um since this is technically in the dceu i think they had to visually kind of try to keep it similar to like same similar color palettes and stuff. And so there's a lot of like gray and like dark green and brown. And that's like the, the environment they're in. And then you'll have John Cena and like a skin tight, bright red t-shirt with a gold helmet on and white (laughs) pants and blue shoes and whatever. And it's like, it, it feels like parts of it, feel like they're in this like intense environment but it's just a bunch of kids playing dress up i don't know if that was intentional or not but i I really think it was because that's i mean it's just a ragtag bunch of goons yeah you i mean uh uh what's his name Bloodsport idris elba's character um, Uh has a great costume and i think it fits well with the environment and everything uh available on Fortnite right now a oh really yeah um (laughs) If Rat- you cared about that. <laughs> Rat Catcher 2 fits, I think, well, because she's like a, a dirty, grimy character. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, a lot of them, <laughs> the polka dot man, just <laughs> dude in, in a white, like, leotard with just a bunch of colorful polka just dots. polka on. dots. Um, yeah, I was, I was reading a review the other day. Um, oh, my gosh. You know who played the weasel? Who? Oh, his brother. Right. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know Sean Gunn was James, was James Gunn's brother. That's hilarious. Yeah, he also does all the motion capture for Rocket the Raccoon. Oh, awesome! Yeah. <laughs> um, that's what's cool about James Gunn is he always he's kind of like I don't know Martin Scorsese or or Quentin Tarantino where they bring in a lot of the actors that they've worked with in the past. And so like yeah. Michael Rooker is in a lot of his movies and yep. his brother's in a lot of his movies and stuff like that. Totally. Um, yeah. They're, they're both in guardians of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Yep. But that's awesome. I, I was, yeah, it, it was fun to see Nathan Fillon in this, even though he, you know, didn't last very long. Yeah. <laughs> it was still fun um, to see him. And so, yeah, I mean, uh, 
in terms of casting, I think this this movie really nailed nailed the casting portion mm-hmm. of this. It's just it's just so good. I mean, in I just keep comparing it. I can't not. But in the Suicide Squad from 2016, Joel Kinnaman was kind of like the guy who plays uh, Colonel Rick Flag. Mm-hmm. He was like supposed to be like the leader, sort of, but. When Will Smith and Margot Robbie are on screen, no one's paying attention to Joel Kinnaman. And that's the same yeah. with this. When Idris Elba and Margot Robbie are on screen, no one's paying attention to Joel Kinnaman or Michael Rooker or anybody else. And so, and in this movie, Viola Davis's character, um, Waller, she, she tells Bloodsport, Idris Elba, like, you're going to be the leader of this. And so, because that was like in the script, telling him, hey, you're going to be the leader, that's what we kind of were focused on. And it's like mm-hmm. him growing into that in a very interesting, anyway. So, yeah, I just, I just enjoyed the casting of this um, quite a bit and the action and the gore. I mean, Briar, who loves gore in movies, turned to me and was like, I love the gore in this movie. <laughs> so it's, it is very gory. Um, but again, rated R and yeah. Um, who had a better death? Nathan Fillin or Pete Davidson? Keelan. Well, there are speculations that Nathan Fillion's character is still alive. I don't know. Cause they show pictures of like the, the, screens of the people anyway we'll not get into that i think pete (laughs) davidson had a better one just because of the shock value um yep yeah that was uh uh, wow also what what do you think about weasel did you watch the post-credit scene i did watch the post-credit scene (laughs) i don't know why that was included (laughs) i mean it's like great he's alive but weasel weasel (laughs) the character weasel has got to be one of the grossest things i've seen in a superhero movie to date. It's just it's so disgusting. Yeah. Like you just look at Weasel and you're kinda like, Ugh. You just ew. Horrendous. <laughs> and Pete Davidson's like, is this a dog? Yeah. Or and they're like, what did they say it is? No, it's a rat or something, and he starts freaking out. Uh some a werewolf, I think. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's a werewolf? Oh my god. <laughs> you sat me next to a werewolf. And they're, they're oh like, man. When he when he asks, he's like, is this a is this thing a dog? And they're like, what kind of dog looks like that? Like, I don't, <laughs> yeah. he's like, I don't know. I haven't seen I every type of dog. I don't know dog, dog breeds. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Is he a terrier? Okay. Spoiler alert. If you have not seen The Suicide Squad by James Gunn from 2021 um, and you care about spoilers, I would go snag one of your friends' HBO Max login or pay for it. Like, it's, you know, legally. Um, ob- like like you're legally obligated to, <laughs> but also check like your phone plans and stuff because HBO Max is tagged on to a lot of different things that you might already be subscribed to. That's true. You might already have it three times for free. Yeah. So check into that, and uh, it is available through September nine or five. I think it's through September fifth. It's available on HBO Max, um, included with the subscription. So yeah, snag it, man. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a good it's a good flick I guess you could say. No, nice. It was good. <laughs> good Fli- flick. flicks, hey. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. That being said, Keelan, spoiler time. So yes, let's do it. What do you think, man? What I what the let's just talk about it. I love that with the trailers and everything, I fully expected Michael Rooker, Pete Davidson, Weasel, um, all those people to be there the entire time. Yeah. They were going to be the suicide squad. (laughs) Um, and then they die right away. (laughs) And it starts with, they're all, they're going into this like South, is it South American, South African, South, what is it? Yes. Um, South American. Yes. South American Island nation. Cordo, Maltese. They're infiltrating right. this place. Which is a fake island. But yeah. Yes. They they're infiltrating dead of night. They're in like this helicopter and they all jump off into the ocean to swim on the shore. <laughs> and it's all cool, big music. They're all diving all cool and they're like, you know, cross their arms going and stuff. And the last one to go is Weasel. And he just kinda like flops out of the thing. 
and he can't swim. And so he's screaming and he's floating and everyone's like, did, did we check if, if Weasel could swim? And then it goes back and forth to like the people in the headquarters and stuff and then he drowns. And, and Michael Rooker's character drags him to shore and is like, checks his heartbeat or whatever. And he's like, yep, he's dead. And that the, before the mission even begins, like, one of the members have already died. Um, <laughs> they so like fun. try to resuscitate him and nothing happens. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But I mean, I was fine with it because it's the nastiest, most disgusting <laughs> creature you've seen in a live action superhero movie. But apparently yeah. he's not dead. So spoiler alert. Yeah. But he's a weasel, so it makes sense that he brings a lot of death. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, man. The shock the shock and awe and stuff at the beginning um was very cool. Um it was very like I you know, Pete Davidson is in it and I was kinda like, I kinda hope he's not in this for much longer. Because he was great, but like he just you know, as a prolonged character you'd feel mm-hmm. just kinda like, This is weird, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> he's he's very much a comedian. Yeah. Way more than he is an actor. And so I thought that was super funny. He just walks up on the beach and gets annihilated in the face. His, his like, whole oh! face is gone. Yeah, we were just kind of like, ooh. And then it just just goes for it. And so it makes sense that Daniel said the other day we were talking to him. And he said, yeah, I wasn't really expecting it. I wish I would have known what I was getting myself into when I started <laughs> it. Um, but him knowing that, or him saying that, um, was good for me going into. I was kind of expecting it to be crazy. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I loved it, man. What What were some of your favorite uh, favorite other favorite characters or character moments? Um, the The relationship between Ratcatcher Two and uh, Bloodsport I thought was really good because um, one of the things I do remember from the first Suicide Squad is is uh, Will Smith's character. Uh, Deadshot, Deadshot and Bloodsport, um, at least in terms of their villainness, are similar in the fact that they're like crack shots and they're assassins and all this stuff, and they have cool armor. Um, and they both have daughters, and but the difference is like in the first one, I think Will Smith was trying to be a good father to his daughter, and Bloodsport doesn't want anything to do with his daughter in the beginning, <laughs> and um. And the the way he bonds with uh, Ratcatcher too, who is a, um, you know, a young adult who lost her father, um, and she didn't have a bad relationship with her father or anything, but um, there are lots of moments and and character growth with Bloodsport, and um, I thought there was a lot of heart with that. And then uh, what's his face? Polka Dot. What's his? Polka Dot Man. Polka Dot Man. <laughs> um, he had a lot of cool moments too, where. Um, cause characters get killed left and right. And there's this one character that comes in halfway through who's just a bus driver and has no superpowers <laughs> whatsoever. And it's not even really referenced. What's his name? Milton. Milton. <laughs> Milton. And I remember when they do the final, like when they go to Jotunheim, which is this giant structure, which you have to blow up. Um, they don't even address this. And the Suicide Squad is running in and you see Milton running with them with like a bag of explosives. And I remember thinking, I was like, why is he here? And it's never mentioned <laughs> until he dies. And then uh, Polka Dot Man is all sad. And he's like, Milton's gone. And the rest of the Suicide Squad are like, they're like, who's, who's Milton? Yeah. <laughs> and then they find out that he was there. And he's like, why was he here? He shouldn't have been here. <laughs> but they don't he, like. I thought he was at the bus waiting. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, that's so funny because when they parked the bus, I saw Milton get out with all the bags and run with them. And I was like, is he going with them? And then the <laughs> next time you see him is when he gets killed, like later on. And you're like, oh, ooh. So, oh, man. It, it, they they definitely play on violence for, for um, laughs in mm-hmm. this, um, a lot like Tarantino does at times. And so I enjoyed that. But, yeah, continue. Yeah. I, well, I just think there was, like, yeah, that it's funny. Um, but it's, there's also some emotion there with the characters and you, you kind of feel with them a little bit with, even though how ridiculous everything is. Yeah. Um, and I think John Cena, um, you know, we just did the fast nine review, um, and he was fine in that or whatever, but I think John Cena is greatest when he's, he's not like a slapstick character in this at all. He's still playing his character seriously, but his character is so ridiculous and stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and uh, he's he's awesome. 
in this. He, I, yeah, so he's awesome when he's playing like a pompous jerk who's a little goofy, but not because he's a goofy person, but because his character's just goofy. Yeah, like he's really good at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree. He he was pretty good in this. His uh, him and Idris Elba when they were on screen together, because essentially John Cena is the same too. He plays Peacemaker, and they're like, yeah, he was his his dad they say this about both of them his dad uh started training him to kill at the age of three and he just you know he grew up in that and had terrible you know it's the exact same story for both of them and there's there's one scene where which is just a big joke by the way the scene is a big joke but they go through this camp and start trying to one-up each other on how they can assassinate people Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so they're just it's such the the cinematography in that is really good and it's just like ooh ooh oh like it's just it's hilarious and then you find out spoiler alert then you find out that those people are on their side <laughs> and they didn't know it they just killed like most of their like grunt guys which <laughs> is just super funny and they're yeah. kind of just like oh sorry we didn't know <laughs> just Oh man, um, I loved Polka Dot Man in this. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, David Dastmalkin is that how you say his name? I don't know how you say it. I don't know how to say it either. Um, but he is so good, uh, such a good supporting actor. He's been in a lot of Nolan's movies, um, mm-hmm. and he's in a lot of darker movies. He's in Dune, which comes out later this year, which I'm excited for. Yes. Um, he's also in in Prisoners. I don't know if you've seen Prisoners, Keelan. Mm-mm. You should. Watch I want it. to though. It's on my yeah. list. You should definitely watch it. Um, it's it's very dark though. I'll <laughs> tell you. It has Paul Dano in that in it. If that tells you anything. Um, I don't know who that is. Oh, have you seen There Will Be Blood? That's another one on my list. Tyler I remember. Hates I, that movie. <laughs> I remember. I asked you like six months ago because I was about to watch it, and um, you're like, I sort yeah. of told you not to, huh? Yeah, it was kind of like it's. Um, mm. Yeah. It's not so just a uh, go ahead and watch it kind of a movie. It's you're going to have to be ready for it. Yeah. Um but yeah, I I thought um David da- Dast Makin <laughs> I can't say his name. But I thought he was uh great as uh, Polka Dot Man. <laughs> so it he's gross and weird, but he's so lovable mm-hmm. and he, they're like, "Why are you Polka Dot Man?" and he's like, he just doesn't really talk a whole lot, so he's just kind of like, mm, mm, just doesn't really say anything. And then later he starts like growing polka dot growths on his face and on his arms and hands, and you're like, ugh. And then you see him go and like throw up a whole bunch of sparkly <laughs> polka dots at night, and and then he just comes back and he's like, hey, <laughs> you're like, what in the world? <laughs> so he, yeah, and he is actually awesome because his polka dots, when he throws them, they're like basically napalm that just go and burn crap <laughs> super funny his and he was the reason why he's polka dot man was his mom experimented on him and so <laughs> yeah, but he's really terrible. like he's a, he's a really nice guy and the only way he can bring himself to using his power to hurt people is if he imagines them being his mom yeah and because he the, hates his mom yeah because she and, experimented on him and his his siblings and the part after uh <laughs> they assassinate everyone and then find out that it's the good guys and the leader of the good guys are like what happened to all the? Where are all my men? And then Idris Elba and John Cena are like, "No, I didn't. I didn't see any men. What are you talking about?" And he like <laughs> pops up and he's like, "I imagine they were my mom and I killed them all." <laughs> I imagine they were my mother. Yeah. Oh man. So yeah, I thought he was great in this, and uh, you know when he when he is helping fight the big boss later and he's like, I'm finally a superhero because he's like not really engaged. And then they're like, imagine it's your mom. And then he looks and he's like, Oh and then mm-hmm. he's, yeah. Helps out. So that's super, super funny. Another character I loved was, um, the shark character, King shark, King shark, King shark paid, played by Sylvester Stallone. I thought it sounded like John Goodman at first. Mm-hmm. Um, but then later I was like, oh, I think that's Sly actually. <laughs> and so, dude, I think this is, I think he's my favorite character in this whole movie. He's he brings awesome. like sort of a depth and like a, an innocence that's so refreshing because all of these characters are terribly, terrible people. They're not innocent whatsoever. <laughs> They're very guilty. 
and they break most of them out of prison to put them, um, you know, to, to send them on these missions. And so he's, I mean, you know, he's not innocent cause he's a shark and eats things, but that's his nature. He's his nature. He's a shark. I mm-hmm. mean, King shark. That's what he does. He just nom nom. <laughs> just, <laughs> oh man. And he had so many heartwarming moments. Mm-hmm. Briar and I were literally like, Oh, <laughs> it's just, yeah. My favorite character hands down was King shark for sure. Right so I loved his moments um, in there. He just poor, poor little shark who doesn't have any friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. What were some of, some of your other favorite scenes? I, look, I, this might be like, I don't know. I've, I've, cause I've listened to other movie review podcasts and not mm. a lot of them talk about like their favorite scenes. They just kind of talk about like, you know, I don't know. And, and I just, I just really enjoy reminiscing about my favorite scenes or yeah. about things that I hated if I hated it. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I enjoy doing the whole favorite scene thing. Cause if you have seen it, then you're kind of reminiscing with us and I enjoy that. So, yeah. Um, well, speaking on, on King shark, I love, uh, and towards the end when they're infiltrating Jotunheim and he goes to the bottom floor, I think it's the bottom floor. Maybe it's the top floor. I don't know. Um, there's like an aquarium. And there's a bunch of like really colorful jellyfish things. And he's like, <laughs> fish friends or something like that. And they're following him around and he's like hopping and jumping and like doing poses. And they, the jellyfish like form into like his shape that he ever, whatever shape he does, um, which is really cute. <laughs> and it seems like really heartwarming. And then, uh, you know, the explosions start going off and then the, the glass breaks and they're all set loose. And he's like, floating with them or so, or something or they yeah. land and he's like oh they're my friends and then they all start attacking him and like trying to eat him. they're like the chub chubs chub or chubs. yeah the chub chubs from uh surfs up the surfs up short you haven't seen the chub chubs never seen surfs up oh well that's okay but <laughs> or or they're like they're like piranhas like you you wouldn't think that they would have that big of teeth mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah and so Hilarious. they all start trying to eat him. Um, I I also really liked the uh, the escape of Harley. Yeah. Uh, when the Suicide Squad go to rescue her. Yeah. And they're coming up with this elaborate plan, and she's just killing everyone on her own and escaping. And um, what I learned that so she's she's hanging, she's tied up. Yeah, I learned she, this too. And she's hanging off of her feet. And the way she escapes is that, you know, there's the dumb guard in there. She wraps her legs around, snaps his neck or whatever. He falls down and he has a key on her and there's a lock where she's hanging around her wrists. Um, and she, with her foot, goes and grabs the, the key from his belt, twists, like pulls her foot up and unlocks it with her feet. And which is, you know, that happens in movies and stuff. That's fine. But um, that was all 100 percent. Uh, Margot Robbie who did that and I think yeah. it was James Gunn like wasn't expecting her to do that and yeah. she just like did it herself and he was yeah he was like yeah don't worry we'll we'll get somebody in to do that part you don't have to you just do this and then we're done and she goes in her Australian accent no I reckon I can do that I, re- <laughs> I reckon I can do that and he was just kind of like mesmerized and she did it so yeah so that all that like ab that ab workout of her grabbing it and and unlocking it with her feet that's real yeah <laughs> it's like dang that's impressive so yeah i i loved that the the ending to that when she's there's like flowers behind her yeah. and then there's those little cartoon birds mm-hmm. that are there when she's like killing all those dudes i was like dude this is that was that was by far the most visually stunning po- part of the movie and i loved that as well yeah yeah, when she would hit people with the spear instead of like blood splattering on the wall, it would be it would be like flowers and stuff coming out of their yeah. their cuts, which like is cool. Of all colors, rainbow yeah. flowers. Yeah, I loved that. Um, another one of my favorite um, uh, of her scenes, of Harley Quinn's scenes, is when she she's like trying to um, get in cahoots with that guy mm-hmm. that um, the, the president, the president or whatever guy, and like sleeps with him and. Then he's like infatuated with her and he's like, I think that we should get married. And she's like, oh, Mrs. Harley. And then says his last name and all the stuff and then just shoots him in the freaking chest. Just <laughs> and then he's like drowning in 
He's like drowning in his own blood, trying to get away. And she's just like talking, completely desensitized to everything, mm-hmm. just like monologuing to him. <laughs> just like, oh, that was one of the most like, because that was, that's what she was supposed to do, right? Mm-hmm. Essentially. And so that was like one of the most useful things for her. And I think her, her breakout scene when she breaks out of that um, prison sort of area was even better than the scene from Birds of Prey where she uses the um, the confetti launchers to kill mm-hmm. people in that one. <laughs> so, yeah, I enjoyed Harley Quinn in this movie. Uh, I think it's 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 Margot Robbie's best version of Harley Quinn so far. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, loved it. Any other scenes you want to mention? Um, well, this is, I mean, the getting towards the end, the final the final battle, but I, I really liked, uh, so they're fighting a giant intergalactic starfish, um, <laughs> which is who, hilarious, <laughs> who shoots out really tiny starfish that latch onto your face and take over your body. Um, and it's kind of disgusting actually. Yeah. Cause it, when they're in Jotunheim, it shows various stages of the process of the little starfish taking over. Um, it's icky. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's moments where, you know, you have the team at this point, they're like separated. Some of them are together. Some of them are in other places. Um, and they're all working together and it ends up in this perfect, perfect, uh, way where you can tell by the way, like the uh, building is like slanted and where the fish or the starfish's eye is. You're like, I know what's going to happen. There's like a ramp going right into the eye and you're like, okay. Yep. This and, and she's, she got this magic javelin that uh-huh. she's she was trusted with. <laughs> yeah, and then her her running up and diving into the eye. The only part that kind of took away from it is that that's all she does. She doesn't. She just starts swimming in there, and then the rats go and and kill the starfish and everything. Right, and that's fine. But but um, previously people were shooting bullets and stuff at the eye, and nothing was happening. So mm-hmm. it, obviously it had to be the javelin, which it was that's true. Poetic. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, loved it and then there was a really uh in my opinion poignant line of dialogue that right as the so what what the star what's the starfish's name it's um, uh i don't even know star remember that's <laughs> Starro. Starro the conqueror is his name love a it giant alien starfish um and so what he can do is through the little starfishes that are latched on he's controlling all of them and he can talk through the ones um and so she dives through the eye. The rats go in, um, start killing the actual Starro. Um, and he has one final line. Um, and well, okay, a little backstory. Um, the idea, the reason why they're going to kill Starro is because um, the American astronauts discovered him in space, brought him uh, back to Earth, but into a different country to perform experience, experiments on. Um, and it was all hush hush, um, and everyone was thinking that you know it was these other countries that were uh, performing these experiments, and that they should be detested and everything. And so they were sent. The Suicide Squad was sent to erase all evidence that the U.S. had any involvement. Um, and so, which is when, dirty politics. Yeah. And so Sorrow is dying, and his last line is, "I was happy, just floating and staring at the stars," and it was like super sad because humans took him he wasn't killing anyone and they brought him to earth and turned him into a monster and and he like i mean he was like killing people and he was saying stuff like this city is mine and i'm gonna take over the world or whatever but i think you know it's because he was taken from his home and i was like held in captivity for years and years and years yeah and i was like yeah man i mean that's rough i don't necessarily feel bad but i kind of feel bad at the same time but. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. And then uh, I can't I can't remember most of uh, the Rat Catcher one's final monologue, which is played by Taika Waititi, um, which is the Rat Catcher's dad. Um, there's a flashback. There's a couple flashbacks with him, um, but it's towards the end of the film where they have the final flashback, and him and Rat Catcher two are sitting on top of like the Eiffel Tower or something, and. He's explaining. She she's asking questions like why why rats why do you choose to control rats or whatever and he says, um, 
rats are considered to be disgusting and everyone hates them or whatever, but they have purpose. And if they have purpose, we all do something along to, yeah. the lines of that. And it was like, man, this is such a ridiculous movie, but some of the lines <laughs> yeah. are kind of great. Yeah, it really was great. The writing for this was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Man, <clears throat> I love it, man. It was it was cool. It was definitely cool. It's it's still weird that it was even made. I just don't <laughs> really understand that it was made. Um, but okay, so now I want to talk a little bit more about James Gunn, and what do you think is better? Do you think James Gunn, uh, you know, unbridled, like this, um, where he has complete control and can kind of because he's he's got a dark side to him as far Mm -hmm. as directing goes from his other movies and whatnot um and i know you and i neither of us have seen many of his other movies if any (laughs) other than super for me Mm -hmm. um but do you think do you think he's a better director when he has a, a team of people who can you know who maybe make more decisions and but also have like post production experience to make the movie really pop, like mm-hmm. he does with the MCU and Guardians of the Galaxy one and two. Or do you think he's better unbridled with uh, the Suicide Squad here? Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. I would say I enjoy his MCU movies more than I enjoy this, or more than I think I would enjoy Slither or Brightburn. Brightburn was another superhero movie that he did uh, about an evil Superman. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I would rather him be able to do what he wants, you know, the same, same thing with Zack Snyder. I don't really like Zack Snyder's stuff, but I would much rather him just be able to go out and make whatever he wants. Um, and, uh, you know, and then at the same time, you know, with restrictions, uh, comes, uh, creativity being have like, a lot of people say, you know, thinking outside the box is like real creativity and stuff. But I think it's also like when you have those parameters and those restrictions, making things work and making what like you envision work within those parameters, I think is is really cool as well and takes a lot of talent and creativity. Um, yeah, in terms of what is better, um, in my opinion, for me and my tastes, I enjoy his MCU stuff. Um, but I mean, it's, I think it's super cool that he got to do this and he was just let loose. Um, and yeah, will I watch guardians of the galaxy three? Yes. Will I watch the next James Gunn movie? No matter what it is, it depends if it's, a, <laughs> you know, like I, if he makes another suicide squad, will you watch it? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you know, if, if he made a horror movie, I, I wouldn't watch it. it. You know, if, if, uh, you know, there are certain directors, if, if, well, I already mentioned Scorsese, if he made a, a horror movie or something, I would probably watch it because I like Scorsese or, or Tarantino. If Tarantino made a, a romantic musical comedy. I would watch it because I, I like yeah. his style and stuff. If, you know, James Gunn for me, isn't, isn't that, I, I don't, necessarily like his uh you know unleashed form i guess yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i i think i'm kind of with you the suicide squad this movie was pretty good um but there's some aspects to it that are um a little edgy which Mm -hmm. is you know i don't care about that but i just in i agree with you in a lot of ways like just the way that Guardians of the Galaxy is so much more flushed out. And I mean, you can still see James Gunn's work in that. Mm-hmm. And he's got a very like, and he's said this in interviews where he's like, every human being life matters to me. He's like, and, and family and community matters to me. That's very evident in Guardians of the Galaxy one and two. Um, and it's, it's evident, evident in this. Um, I think it's more so in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but mm-hmm. You know, those are more family movies. They're definitely not rated R. They're just PG-13. Um, and so I think even just that, um, you know, and there's some rated R movies that are like, they're rated R, but they're not like this, where it's like, mm-hmm. well, this is definitely rated R, you know? Yeah. Um, 
and so there's a very wide range of R, um, and this is on the uh, more bloody side of that, I would say. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I think maybe, and I don't know if this is just where the MCU was at the time with how they were, you know, puppeteering their directors, I guess you could say. Um, but they just nailed those movies. Um, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy 2 is like one of my favorite sequels of all time. It's a it's fantastic awesome. sequel to a really good um, start of a movie. And so, yeah, I enjoyed Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad, pardon me. Um, and I enjoyed the characters um, in it. And, I mean, the casting is spot on. And James Gunn, James Gunn's writing for it is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's... To me, there's parts of it that are forgettable, and it's something that is a lot of fun, but it's not like the kind of fun that you remember like being like, wow, this is something I haven't really seen before. Um, and that's how I felt when I watched Guardians of the Galaxy for the first mm-hmm. time. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed it, but yeah, I'd agree with you. I think I think he his directing was better in those. Um, when he had some sort of some sort of um, parameters to work around, or I guess you could say uh, bumpers in his bowling alley, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of what I think on that as well. So I'd agree with you. What do you think of John Cena in this movie? We talked about it a little bit, mm-hmm. but we I I like to follow certain people and their um, I guess walk of fame. Um, yeah. and so Margot Robbie, Idris Elba, everyone else we've talked about, um, and like Will Smith from the other one and stuff, mm-hmm. especially like those three though, Margot Robbie, Idris Elba, um, they're like bona fide superstars at this point. And Idris Elba is just so charismatic on screen every time he's on. I just watched, um, Star Trek Beyond with Briar, which is the third Star Trek movie of the newer ones with Chris Pine mm-hmm. as, uh, Captain Kirk and Idris Elba is in that. Um, but not for very long. And he's just, you know, as Idris Elba, he plays like anyway. Yeah. Um, but he's really good and he's just very charismatic. He's even, he's like the bad guy in it. And, but he's like, he just does so well. Um, and, and Hobbs and Shaw, he was good. I didn't mm-hmm. see dark tower. Did you see dark tower? I didn't. Yeah. I, I was I, excited I for it, to. but I heard, I heard yeah. mixed things. So I didn't watch it in theaters or anything. Right. But yeah, I, I love some Idris Elba. He did he did great in this. Um and Margot Robbie's always fantastic in, in anything she does. And so mm. um I thought John Cena was a good supporting for them. Yeah. Um but what w- what else did you think of, of John Cena? Kind of flushing that out a little bit more. I I really like John Cena. Um I think he's you know, back in you know, the eighties and stuff you had Sylvester Stallone, you had Bruce Willis, you had, uh, well, Bruce Willis was a little later, a ways later, but um, then you had Arnold Schwarzenegger and um, these big action stars. And then there was kind of a lull for a while there in the 2000s um, where that just wasn't, a th- you know, they were still making movies, but you could tell they were getting old and they were kind of like, uh, these, it's not the same anymore. And I think people like, you know, John Cena, The Rock, Idris Elba, um, there, well, I would say Idris Elba is, is above them in terms of like acting and stuff but sure i would say john cena is um on his way or on par with uh what those big action stars of the 80s were like um and i'm excited to see what you know what other movies they bring in i thought like i said i thought he did really good in this playing a ridiculous character very seriously um i think that works really well um and you know, he turns out to be a bad guy. Um, well, morally, he's, what What would they call it? Lawful, neutral, maybe lawful, not lawful neutral. He, he was tasked secretly to destroy the evidence, no matter the cost, for freedom, for America and stuff. And he, that were, that, those were her, his orders and he's going to stick to them no matter what, because those were his yeah. orders. Um and so that results in him turning against the team. Um, and, you know, the fight with him and, and Rick Flagg, where he kills Rick Flagg, and, uh, which yeah. I was surprised that I was, like, kind of wishing Rick Flagg didn't die. Like, I wanted him to stay alive because I kind of liked him at that yeah. point. Yeah, 
yeah. which is cool. Um, but yeah, and and his character, John Cena's character, uh, uh, Peacemaker, is getting his own uh-huh. HBO show now. Um, which I think can... is weird. It's yeah. I mean, he's. I don't know if it's going to be a prequel or if it's going to be a continuation because he's alive. They that was part of the last the end credit scene. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I enjoyed him. I, it's, he's a, he's a fun guy to watch. I think he is silly and maybe in roles where he has to be serious in a serious film. I don't think he would maybe be that engaging, but when it's such a ridiculous film and he's just playing a dumb action guy, I think he's like tailor made for that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Um, it, it reminds me of The Rock when he was, you know, five years into his career. Did you see mm-hmm. the movie The Rundown with The Rock? Sounds familiar. I don't. Um, super, super funny. Um, but yeah, the, John Cena and how his um, stardom is sort of um, evolving reminds me a lot of of Dwayne Johnson and how how that happened for him. I mean, Dwayne Johnson now is a bona fide star i mean he's, he's in, the highest paid actor of the past couple of years i think dude yeah he's he i mean obviously you think of actors who like have crazy range yeah this that's not him obviously mm-hmm. but he's like a lot of fun and he's just i mean he's a bona fide movie star at this point yeah um and and i i think john C, john cena is gonna get there i mean i really do um and yeah i I think he did good in this. Um, I enjoyed his character. I don't want to see a spinoff show, though. I don't think that's a good um, use of my time <laughs> to watch that, to be honest with you. I'll probably not watch that mm-hmm. um, unless Keelan wants to do it on the show. Then maybe I will. No. <laughs> um, yeah. Dang. I don't know, man. Is there anything else you want to talk about, or, or are we ready to grade this out? What are you thinking? Uh... I think I think I'm Oh, what did you think of the music in this? Okay, funny story. So, we watched it on HBO Max at home and had the washer and dryer going at the same time. Mm-hmm. Which we have a closet that muffles most of the sound, but there's some of the sound that came through from the washer and dryer, so I didn't hear a lot of the music, but you could still hear like all the dialogue. Mm-hmm. So, I don't remember the music at all. <laughs> yeah. My Me- bad. <laughs> Me either, really. Um, I you was, also had the washer and dryer going? <laughs> I was hearing yours <laughs> oh, from all the way over here in my Washington. <laughs> um, no, I, you know, because I love the, the soundtrack for the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Uh, music choices are great. Phenomenal. Um, and obviously he couldn't just go in and, and put the same style of music in, in this because that would be... Uh, too uh, too similar i think but and too lighthearted i think this is a lot more yeah dark and dingy yeah um and some of the the music choices like the the opening credits after all the characters die it's the song's like this is the story where everyone dies or something like that it was like really <laughs> yeah. it was like okay yeah. <laughs> like um yeah i was i yeah i was i was pretty lukewarm that's being generous of, of it was forgettable yeah. for sure. And, and I, I'm now, it's not because it's forgettable because I heard my laundry machines. It's because I, I'm, while you were talking about that, I'm like, okay, yeah. And I was remembering all the songs that they put in there and they're just, they're okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Yep. I'm, I'm ready to, to rate this thing. Cool. I usually go last, don't I? So I, I I'm totally fine. going first this time. If you're okay. down for that, I'll yeah. go first. Um, okay, this thing got a 7.6 on IMDb, 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 84% audience score. Um, and so, yeah, it's pretty high reviews um, for this mm-hmm. thing. Um, this, the Suicide Squad, got higher than the Green Knight on IMDb. Green Knight got a 7.4, um, and the Suicide Squad, 7.6. That being said, um, I, I'm I'll okay. I'll tell you my rating, and then I'll tell you why, so I don't string it out for a million years. Um, I will probably give it a straight B. I'm gonna give it like an 85, um, straight up B. I think that 
this is way better than uh suicide squad from from 2016 um the casting is better um harley quinn's character has the most fun in this one and and plays the best role in this one um of any of the movies um john cena is great like i said casting's fantastic the the characters are awesome and 80 percent of them die but the ones that they stick with are a lot of fun and they work well together and there's a couple of awesome scenes and great jokes um and yeah i i think something that brings it down for me is like why was this made but then you know it doesn't really matter because as as it stands alone it's pretty good um and so yeah i if you are fine with lots of gore and you like um uh superhero sort of comic book things then you'll enjoy this um and i i kind of hope they make another one actually they sort of set it up that way with you know weasel waking mm-hmm. up at the end no just kidding um so i wonder if i wonder if they're making another one or if they only made peacemaker live because of his show mm-hmm. i'm not really sure um but i i mean i'd probably see another one i'm not going to pay to see it in the theater probably but if it comes back on hbo max i'll probably probably go so that's me 85 um straight up b for me on this one nice keelan what do you think um i would probably do just like a straight 81 uh b minus straight Um, 81 (laughs) yeah i was gonna do (laughs) 8.0 but um yeah i there was a lot of good moments a lot of heart uh some of the jokes were really funny um I, yeah, what what drags it down for me is I don't I'm not like I don't hate gore or anything, um, but and w- for a movie like this, I would have liked it to be a little more stylized. I guess um, this type of gore that is in this movie, I think, would have worked better in a horror movie or in a serious drama or some sort of like Game of Thrones type thing. Um, it was all very visceral and gross and that's fine i think that's what he was going for um but it was like it was a little you know have you ever seen shazam no do you care about spoilers no shazam is another dc eu movie with zachary levi um and it's pg-13 and it's all fine and everything um and it's a pretty funny movie and it has a lot of heart, but then there are scenes of people getting eaten and torn apart by like demons from hell for like prolonged periods of time. And it's, it's it's not even like gory or anything, but you see them and you hear it. And like that wouldn't bother me except for that. I just don't feel like it fits in the exactly in the style of the film. And in the same way, I don't think this type of gore really fits with. Okay. Yeah. With that this. makes sense. Um, but yeah, I thought the characters were great. Uh, the a lot of the action was 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 pretty cool. The the escape scene, I think, I keep going back to is is super fun and yeah, visually uh, cool to look at. Um, and that moment, this will always get me with these types of movies where you know it's a ragtag team that's like they have to do one mission and then they succeed the mission, but they find out that. Like it's actually a way bigger problem for a lot more people, but they don't have to help. They can leave. They're actually told to leave. Like, don't worry about it. Your mission's done. And they're about to, they're like leaving. And then there's that moment of hesitation. And the, the leader's like, ah, oh, you gotta be kidding me. I, I have emotions now. And he turns around and starts running towards the danger to save people. And then the whole team turns around and goes with him. Um, I love that stuff. And yeah. That happens in this movie and it's, it's great. Uh, so yeah, eight, one, I would recommend it, especially if you have HBO Max. Um, yeah, it's a it's a fun time. I I also enjoyed that. I I get so tired of movies where the entire universe is gonna die, or that whole Earth is gonna get blown up, or the entire world is. Uh, and I'm really glad that that's not this. And that's something mm-hmm. that I enjoy a lot about the Star Trek movies is it's never like a, it's going to destroy the whole universe. You know what I'm saying? I love that about it. It's way more tasteful than that. And this is the same. Mm-hmm. It's just this 
island city thing. And yeah. the even the giant starfish is like, this city is mine. And like, that's what it is. It's just, okay, well, let's go save the city. And so mm-hmm. I appreciated that about this. It didn't try to be more than that. Um, yeah. And it, that was fine. That was great. And so I, I really appreciated that about it as well. Um, yeah. Cool. Awesome, man. Well, I don't really know what else. I, I, yeah. Suicide Squad. It's a, it's a great one. Not great. It's a good one. It's, it's a good, good one. Good. Not super great, but still good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. I, yeah. In a lot of ways, I'm, I still am thinking about the Green Knight. Are you still thinking about the Green Knight, Keelan? Yep. <laughs> Mostly because I, um, I've, I post a lot of, I've posted a lot about it in the like past week or so. Um, yeah. and so a lot of my friends, uh, whenever they go to see it, um, they either let me know like, Hey, I'm going to see it just so you know, and, or, or this is what I thought of it and, and whatnot. Awesome. Um, but I, yeah, I think regardless of not to turn this into a green night podcast, again, yeah. but regardless <laughs> yeah. of, of, uh, where you, uh, or what you thought of it or what I thought of it, I think it's a, I love when you can just sit down and talk about a movie and have like just vastly different opinions or interpretations of things. And yes, that's, definitely. That's definitely not the suicide squad, but nope, nope, I, definitely not. It doesn't need to be that, which is good. true. Thanks so much for listening and for supporting us. For those of you who do, if you'd like to support us uh, financially, um, snag us over on Patreon, patreon.com slash flicks and clits. Clicks, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash flicks and clicks. So yeah, do that or catch us on the social medias. We're trying to be better about social medias, Mm -hmm. but us as human beings don't super go on social media that much. So we don't have like a dedicated social media person. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we try a little, (laughs) sort (laughs) of. Yeah. We're, we all got lots going on. We Yeah, we all have full-time jobs outside of this. Um, so, yeah, it's it's fun, though. We appreciate feedback. So as much feedback as you want to give, whether that's giving us a comment on, like, Apple Podcasts or, or sending us a text if you know us or um, commenting on something on Instagram um, goes a long way, and we really appreciate that, just having that because then we're kind of we're like oh there is an audience <laughs> yeah. we aren't just doing this <laughs> i mean we love doing this regardless um but yeah thanks for listening and supporting us we appreciate all of you peoples yes very much take it home keelan well you know what they say uh catcher in the rye is a fiddler on the roof <laughs> Twice times on Sunday, you can't put it in the hamper till you got the dryer running in at least for five minutes to get that sucker warmed up and ready to go. Uh, if you got the flavor blasted Doritos, uh, Goldfish, I mean, uh, go easy on it. It starts to add on uh, very quickly to your tastes. <laughs> <laughs> Careful about those tastes, people. Careful of your tastes. Take care of them. Enjoy it. Cherish it. Cherish those tastes. Yes. Bye. (laughs) I thought maybe if we was having a roast chicken one night or something.